Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the wealth within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. This episode is a recording of our live YouTube weekly stock market show. Every Tuesday night, Dale and Janine stream live on YouTube from 7 to 8pm to answer your most burning questions, as well as analyse stock for our viewers. To watch the show, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the stock market show under the Learning Centre. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Good evening and welcome to the Australian Stock Market Show. We hope you've had a great week and are looking forward to another informative show with us. Tonight we have an interesting lineup of questions and some of our favourite stocks are going to feature. So as usual, we could go anywhere and the banter will just continue between Dale and I, of course. And our topic tonight is investing in ASX shares, best telecom stocks to buy in 2021. If tonight is your first time watching, thanks for tuning in and we hope that you enjoy the show. It's great to see that you're making a commitment to learning how to trade the stock market. We really look forward to sharing many pearls of wisdom and gems. You wrote that, didn't you? I did, I wrote it last With week. With you, that will help you gain better profits from the market. <laughs> Hello, I'm Janine Cox, and joining me tonight is Dale Gillam, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. You don't remember me writing that last week? <laughs> I saw you in there today, and I was thinking, I wonder what he's putting in there. No, I put little tricky things in yeah, the script. Yeah, just to surprise me. Well, you're doing much better now with the script. You know, you're doing well, much better. Well, thank you for that you critique. Are. You are. <laughs> had a bit of a shaky start there, but how you been? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. All, all the things you've got to think about, and then you've got the producer or the director yelling in your ear at times. So oh, it's, it's terrible good. when all these guys are yelling at you and mm, being grumpy at you. There's too much testosterone in the room. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, if you have a burning question for us, please send an email or you can upload a 30-second video of yourself. Actually, I'd love you to do that and put that into Dropbox. So just stick your phone in your face or your webcam on and get a video through to us. And remember, send all of your questions through to info at wealthwithin.com.au. Now, remember, before you send a question, you must subscribe to the channel as we'll give preference to those who are actually supporting the channel and being subscribers. All right, moving on to the juicy stuff this evening. It is the first Tuesday in the month and this means we look at the Australian stock market. So let's get into the charts right now, shall we? Oh, Australian stock market. You can have a go at this because I normally do it every Monday. <laughs> You're getting bored of it, are so you? So I would just say, watch my yesterday's report. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you reckon? Well, looking at the chart there, um, look, first of all, mm -hmm. let's just have a bit of a skim back over the history. Oh, isn't it exciting to see our market pushing forward to that November 2007 high? Mm. So in a way, to some people, I might think, ho-hum, that's just boring. Look what the US market's done. But we know, and in your book, it talks about how at times, the Australian market will lead the US market. We swap mm. and the US market will take a back seat. Now, there's a lot of talk about the US market potentially taking a bit of a breather at some stage, whether it's at the end of the year or in tw early 2021, and our market could eventually take the lead. What do you think? Oh, yeah, on look, that? I, I, I'm pretty confident our market will outperform the US market mm -hmm. in the next year because mm -hmm. there's lots of areas in the US market that are a little bit 
overheated and you know there's a long way for them to get out of the COVID issues that they've got I mean you want to see bankruptcies and that's what I was talking about mm. on our on my Flix show or our Flix show um, Monday so if you haven't seen Flix go to flixx.net and look at our episode for yesterday I was interviewing with um, Jim Beach and we're talking about bankruptcies and you're looking at you know, JC Penney's is in bankruptcy. Mm. You know, you're talking about um, Brooks Brothers, who I buy shirts from. They're in bankruptcy, and the list just goes on and on and on of companies, and mm. mainly retailers in bankruptcy. And there's yep, it's concerning, know, huge, isn't it? And it is concerning, and there's a lot more to come, and they're mm. expecting a lot more to come. So, will the US get out of the COVID doldrums in the next 12 months? Mm, probably more like two years. What is it? Hundred thousand or a couple of hundred thousand? A thousand people a day, mm. and you know your vaccine's not going to fix that pretty quickly. It's not. It really yeah. isn't. You know, so and it's you know Jim was telling me you know hey some of the data is not fantastic either. Mm. So, but I do think our but market during is the better. times when there's all this flux happening and there's this mm. uncertainty, it's the uncertainty that then creates the opportunity. Correct, mm. correct. So I think there's a changing of things happening in the US anyway. But our market okay. is looking a lot stronger. We've it's seen great. a change in our market. Like we've been talking about energy materials and financials for months. Mm. And the last few weeks, energy and materials and finances are, are doing better, mm. um, a lot better. Where technology slowed down a little bit in the last few weeks. I do but it's think... early days yet. Like this is, mm. there's a long way to go on some of those sectors. Oh yeah. So yeah. before the end of the year, will our market move to a new all-time high? Question. Before the end of the year, oh look, I think it could just break through. But I'm sort of line ball on that. What okay. are you thinking? Well, I think it, it'll happen before, probably before the end of January. I'm not 100% yeah. certain I'll do it before Next the end year, of December. Next year, I agree with you. But I think mm. maybe by the end of January will be a new all-time high. I think there's good upside. I think it's probably run a little bit hard the last month, November, yep. and I think it's probably going to slow down a little bit. So we might have a little bit of a pullback over the next couple of weeks. Look, so, I think we'll have a reasonable mm. reporting season yeah. early next year and that could mm. really bode well for the Australian market. Well, the market, news is not that bad on Australia, is it? And look, the recent pullback that we had, it wasn't as much mm. as what you expected. No. So the market's been really resilient. Mm. Mm. Okay, second question to you. When do you think yep. we'll be out of a recession? Um, I think next year, early next year. Yeah, what, second quarter? First, first quarter? half. First half, mm. okay. So it's anywhere between January 1 and 30th of June. Yep. I'm going second quarter. Are you? I'm narrowing it down. Second quarter, that's okay. what I'm going for. Fantastic. Um, but again, I don't think the, the economic news is still good with Australia, isn't it? Our, in, our, oh, yeah. our unemployment's under 7%. While well, governments it? keep spending, this is what I've said mm. in previous shows, on if governments continue to spend like they mm. are, it's, it works and it keeps the economy propped up and mm. people just think, oh, look at all the debt, they're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. So, so in the meantime, we've seen property moving in the right direction. Yeah. We've seen government supporting people mm. in their jobs. The, the jobless rate hasn't been anywhere near what they've been expecting it to be on the downside, Correct. so it's positive. Everything's looking good at the yeah. moment. Mm. So right now the market is looking really, really good. We're thinking it's going to be moving up through into January, so stay with it. Just pick some really good stocks. To me, I'm looking at the those top 20 stocks are going to be giving you some good opportunities. Now, before we get into the, well, that's wrapping up our take on the market. Now, before we get into our first viewer question tonight, I really do want to thank all of those who did send an email to us. We had an absolute bucket load of questions this week. I was going to say the other word, Janine, but I didn't want to get into the swear jar. Um, and I must say, we're really getting some great emails nowadays. So keep up the effort, everyone, as together, if everybody's asking really good questions, you get better answers and you get more out of Janine and I. But the first question we have today is a ripper video from somebody called Cam. So what's your question, Cam? G'day, Dale and Janine. Cameron here, coming from my studio. I've been watching your show now for a little while. I'm a big fan. Uh, keep up the good work. I've just got a quick question for you. Uh, Piedmont Lithium on the 
ASX market and Piedmont Lithium on the NASDAQ market. Uh, the prices are two very different things, but as you can see over the last month, the patterns are very much the same. Even if I drag it out to the last six months on each one, the patterns are very much the same. But what's the difference between the markets? Because I can either buy one at $29 or buy one at $0.40. Cents. And I'm very unsure what it all means. So I was wondering if you'd be able to explain it. Mm. Do you want to have a go at that? Yeah, I can have a go at it. I mean, to me, my, when, you, when I first heard the question, I thought, well, it's just two different stocks or two different listings. Because you can't, you might have, if you've got a dual listed stock like a BHP, mm -hmm. it's going to be basically the same price, um, but you'll get jumping and gapping around. And so I did a little bit of investigation. Except for the I currency. Haven't looked at it. Sorry? Except for exchange oh, rate. Yeah, your currencies and exchange rates, yeah. So, but I did a little bit of an investigation and I found out the US one is an American deposit receipt. Um, which is a different listing. So the Australian uh, one is is, an, uh, is the company itself, and the other one or one listed in the US is American Deposit Receipt. And basically, what that is is a, um, a deposit with a listed bank, basically, or a bank in the US. And then what they actually do is then you have gain exposed that that deposit then has exposure to the share. So it's a way for Americans to actually get into international shares. Uh, it's quite a simple way. It's, it's, it's as I said, it's done, run by the bank. So it's all it is. But just Google it, American Deposit Receipts, and you'll work out what it is. Now, the, the question, other thing they can do as hmm. well, because we actually did ring the company for you, hmm. Cam, because it was such a good question, and we hmm. loved the screens that you showed us. Oh, he's a Star Wars fan, big studio. fan. Uh, <laughs> you see his mug and his poster and his little thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Love that. So, you know, if, if you want to call the company themselves and ask mm. them, unfortunately we, they didn't get back to us in time, um, mm. but, you know, you can call them. They've got a number on their website and mm. make an inquiry and ask for more confirmation Good or question. information. Um, probably just to finish up, because you were saying I can buy the share for mm. X 40 cents or something or twice. It's not a matter of what the price is. No, it's how it moves. Correct. It's mm. how it's moved. It's about the percentage gain. So it's that's what it is. And you'd find if I if I did some research on those stocks, the two different ones, you'd probably find the percentage move is going to be pretty much the same. Yeah. It wouldn't be too much different because one is basically not a derivative of the but other. Then you've but then you got currency issues as well that you've yeah, got to think about. Just buy the Australian one, mate. Yeah, if you're looking to buy, just buy the Australian one and don't worry about the US one, the deposit receipts. All right. Up mm. next, we have a question from Brian. So you get to press the button this time. Oh, Brian told me. Hi, right, do I? What do I do? <laughs> Hi, Janina Dale. I would be interested to see your opinion on Harvey Norman as a medium to long-term trade or whether to sell because it seems to have significant resistance at 486 and 487. Bought the stock in April 2020 around 267 and looking to pro uh, protect profits. And he talks about the fundamentals and what they are. They seem to be solid. Um, would be interested in your uh, thoughts, whether you see this current period for Harvey Norman as consolidation with further upside. Cheers, Brian. So... Um, Look, we've got Harvey Norman on the screen there if you want to just quickly mm -hmm. move to that. I think, I mean, it's already done incredibly well recently with COVID. So this shopping online obviously really worked. I mean, Harvey Norman mm -hmm. had had their online store set up some time ago. But the other thing with Harvey Norman is that they've got a huge real estate component. Now, Correct. for years, the managed funds have wanted Harvey Norman to float that off. And I'm glad that he's had the kahoolies to actually stand his ground and not be bullied by the big funds wanting a short-term profit. Mm. And I think this is this could pay off for Harvey Norman in the long run. But just looking at Harvey Norman now, uh, I would say it's probably run on a bit. 
and therefore, if you know, if you're looking to take it, it'll be a short-term trade from here if it continues to rise above that well, resistance he owns there. It, didn't he? he said he bought it at two dollars something. So he's bought it at two dollars. That's mm. right. He did. So he's obviously done very well here. Now, simple rules could protect that profit Correct. from the downside. But if it actually, you know, depending on what your rules are, and I don't know what they are, but there are ways of um, setting stop losses under lows. So there's a low there that we can see right on the chart there. So if it went below that, we know that it's more likely to go down for at least the short term. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think it's looking so good at the moment. It has it run pretty looks, hard, though. Yeah. But, I mean, mm. you are right. I mean, in the US, you've got the big um, shopping centres now starting to buy some of these distressed retailers. Mm. You know, so by Harvey Norman hanging on to the property side of things, because they own the stores, Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just smart. It's oh, just it's really a good smart. model, isn't it? It's a mm. really, really good model. So I think it, I would hope it would keep on to them. So. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for that question. So the next one we have is from Lester. He says, hi, Dale. On your recent YouTube show, you discussed a WiseTech. You said it is. You said like it, but only as a short-term trade. Could you please explain why it's only a short-term trade, Lester? Um, no, it's probably the it, it's probably a lot of analysis in time analysis and also price analysis, etc. Will taught me that, so I can't really explain it to you unless I put a whole lot of stuff on the chart. So, um, but I believe this is Lester, who's already done our course um, a few yeah, years look, back. So I mean, because the other thing too is when stocks are rising towards mm. their all-time high, which can be mm. a really strong level for any stock or market. Often mm. stocks will either meet resistance close to the all-time high or yep. just after the all-time high. So when we were looking at this stock, that was part of the reason why, because you, you like the stock back yeah, here. Yeah, I do. I liked it, it way down, back, yeah. Down here somewhere. And so that was probably the best opportunity Everybody at that point was jumping when you were talking into, about to it. Afterpay, and I'm saying, well, I like mm. this one now. But then once it had run and gone mm. up here, then your thought was, well, okay, it's run pretty hard. Mm. Um, it might have some upside, but we're getting close to the all-time high now. So... Mm. You know, even though you've got all the analysis, like you said, overlaying all that, you don't mm. actually, you know, it's not just about the overall analysis. Well, it's also simple, yeah, yeah um, looking at the chart to see how far we are mm. from that all-time high. Mm. So there still could be a, another short-term trade in there. Yeah, absolutely. It still looks strong. Mm. But if it actually goes below this low here, then obviously we'd be thinking, well, there's mm. some downside potential there to mm. watch. Cool. Yep. Good question, Lester. Uh, the next email we have is from Kate. Now, you may have noticed in the script that I had some big text in there, lots of quite a solid big text, solid wad of text from Kate. Oh, bucket loads. It was like war and peace. I, in I there actually sometimes. left quite a lot of her email in there because I thought the ladies need to have a fair go. Don't you agree, guys? Like, mm. hide. I'm sure you do. Um, it's all about women, isn't it? We had to burn our burn it's our bras or our grandmothers had to burn the women. bras for us to even get to where we are now. We couldn't yeah. even have a bank account or something until the Well, I know why my 70s? grandmother burnt her bra, because I saw it. Yeah, pretty bad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> on the oh, line, well, on the let's line. Let's not go into more on detail on that one. one. Same with the knickers, like, ploy. <laughs> I don't want to go there either. Okay, focus, Janine. Hi, Dale. I really like the trendline strategy that you explain in your book. The visual of that's just horrifying. It and was I'm to learning me. more about Fibonacci levels, okay? We're talking about stocks now. I'm hoping you can answer my question about afterpay. And I was holding this stock and got stopped out on the 11th of November 2020 when the price dropped down. Now, this is 89.27, so can you just remember that one? 89.27. Only to head back up again. I had previously tightened up my stop loss, good girl, and level and set it at 90.08, giving some space below the previous swing low. Can you please shed any light on this? Was it bearish sentiment from many investors wanting to get out at this hour? And then others seeing how cheap it was and causing the price to go up again, question mark, or was it another phenomenon regarding stops? 
So she wants to buy the shares back at this price, but she's worried about getting in again. So that's many thanks, Kate. So there we are with Afterpay. Now, a lot of people have got this same conundrum at mm. the moment, which is why I wanted to make a bit of emphasis on this question as well. So it's a really good question, but... You know, there's no confirmed trough at this point yet no. um, where the stock is at the moment. Yes, it's, it's come down for a few weeks, but mm. it's trading sideways. It could go back up again. There's always the possibility of that. Correct. But we, we need to see that confirmation before we know direction because there is none at the moment. Mm. So, you know, in there's no trend line I, that I can see that you could fit up under that low there at the moment. There might have been a tighter one earlier on, but now there's no trend line, there's no trough. So it's a real waiting game at the moment. Yeah, if mm. you're in it, I think I'd be staying with it, but I wouldn't be getting into it right now. And I think as people have seen it pop off, come off a little bit in price, some people, because they saw it go over 200% in price this year. Yeah. Um, and I did talk about it yesterday on my mark report saying how I think some of these buy now, pay later stocks, they've, they've had their day in the sun. They yeah, run but, hard but how many times have we said, OK, this stock's run hard, mm. um, it's run high, and then the stock pulls back and can go back up? That can happen. That That's can happen. just the reality mm. of the stock market. Mm. But what you've always said and encouraged people to mm. do is that if a stock's in a long trend, mm. potentially, stay you know, stay with it. Or if you're looking to get in, you could get in, but you just need to have a really a good really stop loss. A really tight stop loss on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I think this is going to slow down. That's really what I'm suggesting, mm. that these stocks or this one will probably slow down, probably the other ones as well as well. Okay. Okay, so that's me for now. Okay, thank you very much for that question. Um, the next question we have is from Lynn, another lady. Well done. Uh, dear Janine and Dale, a week after finding your YouTube programs, I purchased Accelerate Your Wealth. Okay, thank you for buying my book. And it was both an eye-opener to my previous mistakes and to the future path of wise investing. I immediately started uh, to make small profits, mostly because I was starting with the tiny residual of my previous endeavours from May till now. I've made roughly 60% profit. Wow, that's pretty good after reading my book. Fantastic. I really appreciate you saying that. Now, starting with the top 200 stocks, so just doing those top 200 stocks on the ASX. Firstly, could I suggest you look at something to do with the financial stocks in the near future, as you did this week with mining? I'm pretty sure that's on Janine's list. Mm -hmm. Second, my reason for suggesting this is that I recently bought Bank of Queensland at $6.93, and I've already seen it rise by over 10%. I'm wondering if, not with your crystal ball, but with your knowledge and expertise, you would comment on this share and how you see it performing moving on in comparison to the big banks Best wishes, Lynn. I think you owe me a beer after. That's a long email. <laughs> oh, it's getting a bit parched here. <laughs> you have to answer it now. I've run out of words. A okay. man only has 10,000 words a day and that was it for me. <laughs> okay. Now, just first of all, okay. when we talk about stocks, we always look at the long... It doesn't matter whether you're t trading short-term, days, weeks, whether you're trading months, years. Always look at the monthly chart first. That's a discipline that most mm. people who get into the marketplace don't follow and they get burned as a result of it. So if you look at this chart on the left, you can have a look at the direction. You can see that, OK, Bank of Queensland made a really important low. Now, this could be the completion of a pattern on the downside. And we can see across here there's really nice support underneath the current price action with these lows all across here. So to me, long term and mm -hmm. medium term, Bank of Queensland looks right good. Now. So that's my first sort of roundup of it. Um, we've seen it go up, come back, and it's taken off again, like the rest of the banks. Yeah. So the whole sector's gone up. But often this year, because it's more volatile than the banks and it's a second-tier bank, mm. um, often they end up leading the big banks. But, you know, the big banks actually led 
you know, yeah. more, more strongly than what we expected, particularly um, ANZ was one that led Commonwealth Bank's taken off. The mm. other two banks, I think NAB's done really well, but I think um, Westpac hasn't gone on as yeah. hard. Um, but if you look at um, Bank of Queensland, there's a potential for more upside. Mm. So somewhere between 8 and $9 is where I was expecting it to run to, and it's just into that zone at the moment. This is for the current yeah. short-term move. But there could be a week, we could have a week down. Yeah, that it, was my thinking mm. is, you know, we're moving towards Christmas. As we yep. move towards Christmas, volumes drop off, things slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've run really hard in November. So therefore it would suggest that December is going to be a little bit slower, but yep. not going to fall Now look away. at Queensland yeah. property at the mm. moment. Mm. You know, I'm hearing all sorts of positive news. Now, this is a long time coming for Queensland because mm. Melbourne property and Sydney property typically have more of a 10-year cycle, mm. whereas, and it's a more prominent cycle, yes. whereas the Queensland cycle tends to be more like 15, 20 years yeah. before you get that good mm. growth, depending on where you buy, of course. But, you know, Bank of Queensland, you'd think would be reasonably well positioned for that. Mm. However, well. in pattern formations, when markets unfold, Often you can get a move up like this and then it can fall away. So, but the problem with this is you're not going to know that it's falling away until it actually, if it, if it traded below that 614 mark, then mm. more medium term, you know, it's on the downside. But mm. you just need some really good rules with this stock. And it does, if you, if you back test this um, with the stuff that we teach you in the course, there are some awesome rules for trading this mm. stock, Fantastic. short term and medium term. All right, mm. thanks for that great question. Now, the next question we have, I've got a second one in a row. It's from David who says, hello, can I have your technical opinion on Academies Australasia Group Limited, AKG, please? Thank you, David. I've never looked at this stock before. Yeah, now this one I actually, um, I skipped past it because his email was so short um, and I've actually put it there. Oh, there we it. go. Um, his email was awesome because there was, there was only like one line. I knew that would be an email That's, that you'd love. Well, after the last one, it's nice and short. <laughs> so that was pretty good. It's, it's a liquid. So it's a small stock. Okay. Yeah. So it's not highly liquid, as you can mm, see from that weekly chart. That. It's some, like the picket fence mm, scenario, isn't this, it? you got little, little donuts over here. But um, can you show us the whole monthly chart so we can actually just yeah. step back and see where we are? There you go. Look at that. Big picture. It's, it's pretty CRAP. It's crappy. Well, obviously from 2006 to 2012, it looks terrible, but mm -hmm. there's a possibility it may have come off a bottom there. Yeah, it is a possibility it's come off a bottom here, but what kind of chances of, is it a long-term sort of thing or is it a short-term thing? This is more of a trader It's stock. a high risk thing. It's a lot higher risk in my book. So and look, a lot of traders wouldn't even touch this anyway. No, they wouldn't of the because of the volatility in, in terms of, look at the volume going through right now and it's quite okay. inconsistent. So, and that's a monthly chart. If we go down to the weekly chart, it's going to get worse, isn't it, really? So it's a lot worse on this yeah, one. Yeah, you want to take the easy part of the run, which yeah. doesn't happen really for this share until it gets through this sort of level. Once yeah. it gets through these sort of 46 cent mm -hmm. mark, it's broken through all that nonsense and noise, yeah. and it may then be on a move up. But don't, until that... Yeah. Don't be, don't mm. be in, a, in a rush to jump in of a fear of missing out. There's probably a little bit more upside on it, but you've got to question when are you going to get out and how are you going to get out and what's the trigger. So that's probably yeah. the most important thing. Now yeah. we have a question from Mikhail. Hi Dale and Janine. We had a bit of a pullback in the energy sector at the end of this week. We did after a strong run. Looking at its chart, it does not have any sign of a reversal. But looking at individual stocks like Oil Search, there are clear signs of reversal. We've almost an Adam and Eve double tops formed. Do you, do you like that one? Oh, what's an Adam and Eve double top? As well as a gap starting at a strong support at about 320 to 325. Will it fall towards that gap and even close it? Kind regards, Mikhail. Great question. It is a good question. I'm not sure. 
Not, I'm not sure whether we'll do that right at the moment. Well, we've had two weeks up, so, mm -hmm. you know, that's not much. Normally no. you could get four or five weeks up on this stock if it's continuing to rise before we get a week down. But, hey, if we got a week down, that would be a really nice little um, nice setup little, on, the, on nice that bottom. nice setup on it. Yeah, I do like yeah. it. Yeah, mm. I do really, really But like if it, it comes back strongly and goes below $3, yeah. of course, the whole view would change on all search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do like the energy sector. It's doing mm. much better. It's still in the negative territory for this year. Um, but I do like this stock and I think it looks good, but it might be getting some short-term this area, as we said on the show when we've mm. done the energy sector, it's a higher mm. risk area. Mm. And therefore, you've got to have different rules to trade it. Yeah, cool. Mm. All right. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We've lots more to come. And before we get into that, now's the perfect time to hit that subscribe button and also like the video. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button now. Um, the more people that do, he'll just stay off my back. If you can help me out, that'd be great. Mm. <laughs> now it's time to get into the topic for tonight, which is investing in ASX shares, best telecom stocks to buy in 2021. Now, since listing, investors have continued to hold Telstra shares for the dividend yield, even though the stocks underperform compared to the broader market. However, there are times when Telstra's performed very well over shorter periods. Now, this is bound to get the short-term traders thinking. Although um, Telstra is the biggest stock in the communications sector, it may not always be the pick of the telcos. That's something to bear in mind. But like all stocks in the telecommunications sector, Telstra will at times provide good capital growth while paying a reasonable dividend, which is important in the current environment of low interest rates, as you know, where cash is no longer king. But even so, many Australians have continued to park their money in cash. What reasons um, you might be questioning, but some say they're struggling to find good investments that provide a reasonable income. And as you can no longer rely on banks to pay and accept a return on your money, can you blame them? Mm. Well, what is even worse is that once you factor in inflation, the return on interest rates is likely to be negative. And this means your investment is actually going backwards. It's more important to keep an open mind right now because the opportunity to find good returns in the coming year may come from stocks like Telstra and others in the telecommunications sector. So in tonight's show we're going to explore the communications services sector and discuss some of the telcos and pick a couple that are likely to be the best telco stocks to buy in 2021 when solid rules trigger of course. So I had to add that last bit in there. Well, you did have to, she, or she always, you, And the reason for that is You always like the last word. No. <laughs> the reason for that is because I'll never forget one of the, um, mm -hmm. the seminars we did years ago, because I know that you like looking at Telstra, okay? Looking no, at... I like hammering people about Telstra. But in the past, Dale had said mm. um, Telstra, um, he called it, instead of TLS as the stock code, he called it DOG. <laughs> dog stock so it was and wasn't it for a well, long time. It went time. down for 10 years or more and 60 yeah. something, 65 percent in price or 70 percent in price. Yeah. But things can change on on stocks mm. so you know it, just mm -hmm. because a stock has been a poor performer at some stage doesn't mean it can't be the next best thing. No but everybody everybody year. everybody in the audience you say who owns Telstra and they'd all put their hand up the and cringe. say who owns Combank and they'd all put their hand up and I said who owns another stock and they all put their hand down. <laughs> so that was it that was everybody's portfolio. Yeah, so, yeah that's um, funny isn't Combank, it? Combank great, Telstra not so great at time but now it's looking a lot better but what yes. we need to do is first look at the communication sector to see how it's performed over time and then we plan to take you or take a look at Telstra and some of the other stocks within the telco sector so let's bring up the chart now of Telstra. All right. so let's get to the start yep. of this workbook. Let's I'm get just... to the start of the workbook. Okay here ready. I've got I'm too far. No, I'm, too I'm fumbling. Fast like you made me nervous. That's, like, excuse me. <laughs> I do that a lot of time. <laughs> okay so you can see here on the left hand side 
I've got a spaghetti. No. Some people look at that and think, well, what is Janine showing me? Well, on the left-hand side of the chart, of course, we've got um, a whole lot of icons, which unless you know the software, you don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm going to put the crosshair on so that'll help you see what I'm about to look at. Now, I've got the bar chart of Telstra, and over the top of that, I've actually got the market. So this is, this is showing you so what our... So that's the All-Ordinaries Index or the This is the All-Ordinaries Index, okay. and we've got the sector chart... Um, in the bar chart. So the red, blue and green bars, mm -hmm. that's the sector chart. Yeah. Which is basically, well, it's predominantly Telstra, isn't it? Because Telstra is the heavyweight in the sector. So mm -hmm. it looks similar, very similar to Telstra. It's dominating the sector. But you can see there that it, the sector doesn't, and Telstra doesn't, perform in the same way the market performs. Yes. It's different. It's different. So therefore, it could be a potential that when the market's rising, Telstra may be doing going sideways or it could be going down mm -hmm. when the market's going up and vice versa. But at times it will come into line with the market and mm. move with it when the whole market's pushing up. But, you know, just looking at that chart right now, it actually looks interesting. For the it first time in a long time, mm. that bottoming formation that we're seeing there mm. is potential this one, um, yeah. support. It's a support level we're seeing. Mm. Mm. Well, the difference between this and Telstra is this low here was lower than these lows, where in Telstra it wasn't. Yes. It's different. So it's slightly different, but that's because obviously some of the other telcos pushed it a little bit lower than that. But this looks much better, doesn't it? It, it does. Looks a lot it's better. looking interesting. So, you so know, you have to now? start so, looking at this. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we're bringing this up, because when mm. we teach you how to trade, we actually start from the top and come down. So yeah. we look, this is why, you know, we're sharing with you this information so that when you go through the course, you can better understand the approach that we're taking and mm. why we go to the big picture because too many people want to do the fast and sexy and go straight to daily charts. Right? Mm. And I'll never forget when Dale and I were doing a presentation for some students a long time ago and we were standing there and you showed them a chart and you said, where is the, where's the market right now? Is this going up, down or sideways? And they, they made a call, but they were all wrong. That no, wasn't students. It was uh, an industry. Oh, that was, one. A, was an industry one. Okay, that was an industry one. So yeah. that was the. It was a. I thought it was a Friday night where we had all these people with the students. No, I did the, the industry And they ones. didn't know. They hadn't done the course, was it? No, it was an industry oh, okay. one. Yeah. So you did an industry I'm one. I'm not going to so say who was, was there because that might be. So not this nice. was what you're saying is this could have been financial advisors, it accountants. It could have been that financial advisors, accountants. Could have been. You've done so many. Traders. I've forgotten. It could have been anybody. I'm not telling a word. Well, I'll never forget what I'm you actually showed them because you showed them a chart. Mm -hmm which said, okay, um, where is everything going? And it, and it looked like it was going up because he was looking at a really short-term chart, but he didn't mm. tell them that. And then when he actually pulled back, panned back and revealed the big picture, mm. it showed that the, it was actually part of a counter move that's in an overall decline. Mm. So like with Telstra, you know, Telstra looked like it was going up here in 2016 and fell away. It looked mm. like it was starting to move up again in January 2017 and fell away. Basically, you showed them mm. a move that was starting to go up, but it was really part of a fall. Yeah, correct. So everybody went quiet at that point, didn't they? Yeah, it's like you can't see the big picture if you're looking in a microscope. Mm. You know, it's really what it is. And I often say to people, you can't see where you are in a stairwell if your face is pressed up against the step. You have mm. to walk back to see the bigger picture. And, you know, you can't appreciate fine art until you walk away from it and see it. Like if you were standing in front of the statue of David, and I'm not sure whether you've done it, I have, 
but it doesn't look as impressive as it does if, when you're standing at the other end of the hall. It looks amazing. And I you don't know. It close. depends what you're looking up at. Well, Can you see up his skirt? Not, he doesn't even have a skirt on. That's okay. probably what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. But let's move on. <laughs> Where are we got to now? We've got to show some other charts. All right, we? then. All right, let's have a look at the sector. So well, I asked small. you to change, to change that for me. I can't find, can't get good help these days, can you? Because well, I can read that, but the... The people watching won't. Oh, no. So look, what we've done is we've actually got a list of all the stocks in the sector and it looks How's short, that? doesn't it, these days? When I was going through this list, I was looking at all of the stocks that have been delisted over the years, either taken over mm -hmm. or they've just gone completely off the market and there's a lot of shares in that category. But you can see there I've got the market capitalisation on the right and Telstra is clearly the dominant stock within the sector so of course it is going to influence the sector mm. then we've got spark new zealand limited underneath that chorus limited which some of you may not have even heard about um, hutchinson telecommunications vocus macquarie telecom group and mnf group now as we get start to go down lower it's really a non-event because you're mm. talking about completely illiquid shares that you should you know you wouldn't even be looking at really why would you if you're mm. if you're wanting to um, buy something that's lower risk or giving you an opportunity to trade or make some money on the market since we don't have data on on TPG because I'm going to obviously TPG and Vodafone emerge sorry here mm. it is it's still there it is there but you would think that would start to get bigger now Oh, okay. well, I haven't out. looked at that for a while, actually, since the actual takeover. TPG happened. was a great stock to trade it, for a yeah, while. Yeah, there, it was. But, mm. Mm, it's just got to settle down with this Vodafone stuff. Yeah, so once you know, once that'll mm. set, that would be a good one though, if it once it does. But mm. look, I've just actually narrowed the field down. So on the on the you can see the stock um, name, the stock code. You can see the last price, the change, mm -hmm. the um, security, um, the dividend that it's paying for the security. There we go. Um, the market capitalisation we've looked at, and then we're going to have a look at a few charts of the the stocks within the sector. Okay, but so we need to talk about so the dividends. So we we're going to talk a bit about dividends first. Did you yeah, want to talk about those? Yeah. So look, historically, telecos mm. have been considered that they pay a reasonable Reason dividend, dividend. Mm. but often these stocks, like mining stocks, can pay what looks like a good dividend, but the share price is falling. So this is what you have to be really mindful yeah. of if you're looking for income. You can generate income by actually trading the stock. People are always paranoid about the idea of paying capital gains though, aren't they? Yeah, but that was classic Telstra. People mm. were constantly for 10 years, people would say, say to them, why are you holding Telstra? It's falling away. And they go, because I get a good dividend. I said, yeah, but you've just lost 20% and to get a 6% dividend yield doesn't make sense. No. And it's going to continue to fall. So is getting a 5, 6, 7% dividend yield worth losing 20, 30, 40% per year? Mm. Uh, and that was the answer is no. But as you said, you can buy and sell stocks, pay a little bit of capital gains tax, and that's your income, which could be more than any dividend yield. Yeah. But a lot of people, what I find is people want certainty in the marketplace. And what I mean by that is they go, Telstra's paying 5% dividend yield according to what's on the screen. Mm. So I'm going to get 5% regardless of the stock price, whereas they yeah, could so lose 20% on the They're fixed on, they're the fixed on getting that dividend, Correct. don't they? Yeah. Rather than thinking, okay, because you, you might be able mm. to hold it for one of those dividends, which means you only get 2% 2, or 2%. whatever the dividend is at the time, mm. Mm. and therefore you might miss out on the rest anyway. So you're actually trying to hold on to a stock for a very small amount of money mm. and risking a lot more, which is what you're saying. Correct. Mm. And that's really it's about holding stocks that can pay good dividend yields but also rising in value you don't want one going you know getting a good dividend yield if the price is falling away so it's about having first and foremost in everybody whether an investor or a trader go for capital growth number one every single time 
and then dividend is the bonus. And if you are a little bit more... Capital growth, it needs to change the, mm. the way that we look at it. So mm. it's capital growth for the medium yeah. to long term if you're trading over that time, but if you're trading short term, mm. it's capital growth capital for income. Growth. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So look, that's a, just a rundown of the stocks that we're so looking Sparks at. So Sparks paying six percent. I like this sector because yeah. it makes it really easy because the liquidity is so low mm. and a lot of the shares it really narrows the field down it quickly. Really the field unlike down. the mining one that we okay. did. That so was let's different. now look at the stocks. Yep. And we'll bring it home with a bang. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say a snap, crackle, and pop. No, I was going to say Telstra's calling. Okay. <laughs> and um, they put you on hold because of COVID. Yeah. Actually, Telstra I think got into a bit of trouble recently. Um, they've been in the news about putting people into um, setting accounts up for people who didn't understand what they were getting into. I mm. think that's interesting in itself. So well, if, yeah. now they're going to change the structure. They may even be splitting mm. off um, part of the business. Of course, you've always said that they should be a technology company and they're going more that way. So this this could be like the rebirth of Telstra. Through this well, they're period. more of a media company, which is mm. rather than a telco now because of you know, Telstra TV and book, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff, big pond movies, those sorts of things. But let's mm. look at the stocks. Yeah, now at the moment it looks interesting after coming off that low, the recent low, but it's just mm. gone straight up. There's no confirmation mm. that it's come back to test the recent low. Um, what have we got there? Yeah, double volume on there, so okay. it doesn't make a doubly better stock. No, um, no. so you can see long-term, similar sort of thing that we saw mm. on the sector chart where mm. it's come down to test that low, but it hasn't confirmed that it's going up yet. Mm. That's the challenge with this, and a lot of people try to jump in at the bottom being greedy, but if this stock starts to move up more medium-term, this could be up long-term. Yeah, my you know, guess so is if it does confirm that, then mm. you're probably looking at 18 months to three years up. That's right. Um, so that would be for us, 18, 18 months to three years, that's, mm. that's considered more longer term. Mm. So and that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think Telstra's looking interesting at the moment. So that's okay. the first one. Next. So good, good dividend. Good for your super fund as well. potential capital growth, yep. Um, but just to buy on rules, not obviously mm. just to jump in. Now, Spark New Zealand has had a good run. It's, it's a bit volatile at times, as you can see from the monthly chart. With COVID, though, it's been so resilient. It's a steady riser, isn't it? It just more or less went straight back up to mm. where it started, at, which reminds me a bit of some of the big um, top 20 stocks like Transurban that yeah. bounced back up to near its all-time high. So, But this one's actually still got a fair way to go. It's still got reasonable upside to the all-time high, but it's at an important level of resistance right yeah. now where it's trading at. So that's really... COVID or not COVID, it was mm. probably going to stop around that level anyway. anyway yeah. But we really need to just see it start to push back up through these highs here to confirm that it's going to challenge that. Otherwise, it could slip back below this low. But I'd still have this on my list, given no. how it unfolds um, to trade over time. You, you mm. backtest this one and you can find a good set of yeah, rules there If you can get through that well. sort of $5 mark, there's probably 20 30% in this. There, there could be a nice run on nice it. But run. the challenge will be liquidity on this one. Yeah. For depends on how much money you've yeah. got, of course, to put into it. Like, mm. you know, for an individual, it's probably mm. not so bad. But if you're running a fund, it's not great because mm. you're talking about $4 million a week. Cool. And, and that multiplied by the current price, which is fine for an individual. All right, next up. Okay, the next one is Vocus, which is one of your favourites. Oh, so, like this stock. Yeah, so this stock um, long-term looks really nice, the way it's unfolded. It's um, come off a low, this long-term low here. And COVID actually helped pan out that mm. bottom and pat it out nicely. So it's above $4. If it trades back below this low here on the weekly chart, then, of course, we're talking about a different scenario for yeah. Vocus. But at the moment, it's not showing any signs of that. While it stays above that level, it's going to look really nice, more medium to longer term. If you can get some good rules on it to trade it. This is growing. Um, but it's a bit more challenging in terms of the strategy for this one. Yeah, 
Yeah, you need a little bit more on your feet when you're trading this one. Yeah. So is it's that it? Or got this more is spots? good for short term yeah, as yeah, well absolutely. as medium I to love longer it. term. Good solid company, mm. good revenue streams, all that sort of stuff. So I do like. Yeah. It. So they're they're the top three picks. Mm. You can see I've put them in pink. Uh, yep. You know, appropriate colour. Um, and then we've got some in blue, which are we're talking about the liquidities dropping off mm. quite a bit in terms of the market capitalisation as well. I like this share. I think Chorus is great. It's had a long run though, so yeah. you know it, it may come back now. We're seeing a bit of a pullback unfolding. It may come back a bit further cool. to test that. But if it trades back up above that recent high here, oh. uh, that could go again. Okay. So that's one I like. Um, Hutchinson Communications is so illiquid. It's yeah, it is, isn't it? Right. It's, it's going to be harder to trade. It's a, potentially you could make more, mm. but you could lose more really quickly. If, and if you don't have experience, you wouldn't even go there. No. So looking at Macquarie Telecom, another yep. one I like. I like that. Yeah, that's risen really nicely. And it's got this solid um, support across here. Could be quite good. Mm. Obviously, if it trades below that low there, 44.35, Liquidity you'd have is to a bit low, it. but I do like it. And obviously, it's back Liquidity is patchy. It's going to be mm. patchy. But you, you just mm. you'd, if you got on a run like that, then you would just be able to trail the stop up mm. as it okay. goes. Mm. All right. So, look, MNF um, is another one, but I'm not really sure about mm. direction on this one at the moment. No. It really needs to trade above here. So we've got, we've got some resistance there at 550. We need to see the stock push strongly yep. above that to indicate that it's likely to go up because it could just as easily fall away again. Okay, so that's and last one was amazing, is it? Yeah, and this one's sort of a bit out of the box it for you because box. it's, it's yeah. really quite a liquid and it may come back short term to fill a gap, but this could be potentially mm. um, a nice one long term for cool. a bit more speculative okay. end. But of course, you tell everybody not to put more than a certain amount, a small amount of yeah. their portfolio yeah. in there. Now, Janine, in 30 seconds, mm. just summarise for all of us your overall view on the telecoms right now and your watch list. So just wrap it up. Yeah, so to wrap it up, um, I like the telco sector. We don't have a great deal of stocks here in Australia mm. to invest in, but that can make it simpler. I would definitely be watching Telstra at the moment. And I also like Vocus as another one right now. Um, in particular, I would suggest that people also look at if you've got some, you know, experience and you've got room for a, a more speculative stock in the portfolio. I think it was CMU we were looking at before. Mm, CMU. Um, Chorus Limited. That, that, not right now because it's right coming now. back at the moment. Cool. So there we go. There's the wrap up. Now let's get into some more emails. But before we do, remember to hit that subscribe button now. And whilst you're there, give us a big thumbs up and click the like button too. Oh, Thank fan. you for that. Fantastic. Well, the next email we have is from Richard, uh, who says, Hi, Janine and Dale. Sol is skyrocketing and I feel like I've missed the boat, but signs say to buy. P ratio is not high at 7.4. EPS at 3.981. Uh, 3 Good. And dividend is 2.05% is average. What a dilemma when a stock is long past where I would buy. Help me Rhonda, help me Rhonda. I'm not going to sing that. Um, <laughs> thanks Dale for reading. Why uh, not? For the free book, reading it now. Very best uh, regards, Richard. You like some of that old daggy stuff. Help me Rhonda. <laughs> No, but Something I need to have a high rally. voice for that, so I need to put on my tight jeans. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. So, no, thank you. Uh, help right. me run I'm then. just being told that your voice is not It should big. have been help, help me, Janine. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, Washington Sol Patterson & Co. Um, has gone on ballistic, mm. like he said. But, look, all hope is not lost because eventually the stock will come back mm. and there'll be further opportunities to buy. But, look, it is getting close to that all-time high. So you've got just, you might have about 10% upside depending on where you can get in. But if it comes back nicely 
and tries to resume the angle of that overall trend from the bottom, you might actually get another opportunity out here somewhere into well, next year. You know what year. I'd say? I'd just go next. You've missed your entry, go and find another stock. But you still have it on your watch list because it trends nicely. Yeah, but it's like next, find okay. another one. So find kept... something that's closer to triggering is what yeah. you're saying. find something closer yep. to triggering, so yeah. Don't, don't hang on to a dream. Well, yeah, saying? I mean, some people like a stock and then they sit there, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, and then they don't get into that yeah. and then they miss all the other ones that they could have bought. Well, that's true. So that <laughs> happens at times. So it if, if, it's not, if it's gone way past your buy, then wait. Yep. Go find another stock, put your money in that and wait for Sol Patterson to do what you needed to do. Now, yep. we have a question from King. Um, mm. He said, hello, Janine and Dale and team. I think he's meant hello. Right. I was wondering if you could do a quick review of a stock I'm thinking of entering, Infratel IFT. It's been on a quite steady uptrend for the past three years, has recovered well from the March low and has just achieved an all-time high this week. I'm just wondering if the stock has enough liquidity as it seems to be lightly traded, even though the market cap's at around $4 billion. Best wishes for some more um, good trading, King. Thanks mm. very much, King. All right, it look, does look nice. It's just gone to a new all-time high mm. and therefore, you know, it may come back and test that um, that resistance there. But it is illiquid. Or mm. sorry, it does have low liquidity. You can just tell by by the, the, the chart. Gaps the gaps on the bars. But it's changed. Gaps. If you put the volume on there, the, it looks well, like it's changed since COVID. I was just COVID. about to do that. Look at that. Massive volume over the last sort of couple of months in September there and almost nothing through there. Very, but it makes low. it really hard to backtest and get a good understanding of how the stock's likely mm. to move and the rules to use to trade it. That's something that yeah, I look, probably wouldn't look at it for that reason. I'd, get, I'd filter it out. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at some of these weeks there, you know, like 57,000 shares. So, again, it's mm. way too illiquid in, from our book for what we would do because it just makes it a little bit more harder to... Why um, make your job yeah, harder? Why make, mm. Yeah, and that's really is, tra trading is really easy if you've got good rules. And if you don't have good rules, it can become really, really hard. But you make it even harder when you've got stocks that are lower liquid that tend to run a little more on news and they're manipulated a hell of a lot more and they jump around. So you do need to have a lot more solid rules around yourself when you do that. So just make your job easier. Just go for more liquid stocks. Um, the next question we do have is from a good looking dude called Majid. Um, I talked to Majid. He's um, actually one of our students. So, hi Dale and Janine, everyone is talking about a massive crash again in the market and extremely greedy stages of the US market. I wonder what you think we will face in Australia. I'd like to know your thoughts as a as one year total return of the US market was 23.4%, while ours was only 1.5%, same for the last week, which was 28 and 1.1% return for the Oz and US markets. Um, respectively, kind regards, Majid. Well, the year's not over yet, is it? So <laughs> That's right. The, I still think the Australian market's got a little bit more to go. Um, mm. And the US market, you know, has done very, very well you know, this year because of the stimulus packages. You know, the US just keeps printing more money and pumping it all in. And yep. people, it just, as soon as they do it, it pumps up the stock market. And obviously Donald Trump's responsible for all of that, isn't he? Mm. Um, I'm not allowed to do political stuff now. Yeah, I'm not going to okay, say anything. I'm not going to go there anyway. But um, I'm not. I well, look. I don't know. Look, about before you. You, you you keep talking, I would just okay. want to direct you to have a look at the chart that I've got there. Okay. For the viewers to look at, okay. um, so we don't get into any more discussion. So that's on the that. S and P 500. But S and P 500, you can see there looks quite bullish, doesn't it? When you look hmm. at the monthly chart. So so far this month, it's really up strongly, and then we go to the weekly chart, hmm. and while it's still up, the last four weeks gone, it hasn't gone on. Hmm. But it has broken to a new all-time high. Mm. So, you know, the, the fund managers might be a little bit gun-shy at this point and wanting some direction. But it's still got the potential to go higher, though, hasn't it? 
Correct. Mm. But I mean, you know, how many how many years have you been hearing from people out there about a crash? Oh about my goodness! About a crash on the U.S. market. Oh, since after the like it was not that long after the GFC, probably about five years after the GFC, I think it was, yeah. they're saying the market was going to crash they're again. They're saying the biggest crash in history is coming. And know, it, blah, they kept saying that it. all the time when the market kept rising, mm. the stocks were going up and so, up. So, but end of the day, it's mm -hmm. about having, it doesn't matter what the market does. It's, it's, and that's probably strange for me to say. It's, it doesn't matter whether it goes up or down. It's what matters is what rules that you have around it. So if the market crashed tomorrow, how are you going to look after your portfolio? You're just going to go, oh my God, and put your head in the sand and forget about it, or you're going to get out, or how are you going to manage it? That's what's more important rather than what the market's doing. So as long as you've got plans, and it's like when you know when you're getting onto a, you know, getting on the freeway to go somewhere like to Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane or whatever else, you know, well, what happens if you get this happening? You already know what the answer is, and it's the same with the stock market. You just have rules around what you're doing with your buying and selling and. If the market crashes tomorrow, it crashes tomorrow, and if it goes up tomorrow, it goes up tomorrow. And Janine and I aren't worried about either. They're mm. really not. So um, we just keep doing what we're doing and analysing stocks and buying good stocks and getting out of bad ones. That's pretty much it. Mm. Anything else you want to say? That's fair. But first of all, before we oh, go I want to do some more. Okay. Just a little bit more. There's always more, isn't there? There's always more. <laughs> so I just want to bring up the chart yeah. of the All Ordinaries Index because they're talking about a crash. Now, the, the, our market has actually not... Um, managed to stay above the all-time high that happened in the GFC yet. Mm. Have we moved on? Yes, we have. Are things hotting up potentially? Mm. Yes. Yeah. And the market is looking quite strong. So we might actually outstrip this high mm. very soon and keep going, which is what we're expecting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I expect our market mm. to do better in the US in the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. Cool. So look, we've got another one actually. Our uh, next email is from Julian. Hi, Dale and Janine. Thanks for the free book. A lovely Christmas gift to myself. I bought a stock code AVA for 42 cents the 8th of October and put a trailing stop of 15% and it reached an intraday high of 74 cents before pulling back to 56 and stopped me out around the 28th of October. Now, as I like this company and the fundamentals and technicals, I wanted to stay invested for medium to long term. Was it wrong of me to buy back in immediately at 58 cents with a larger stake and not as good an entry price? Julian, thanks for that question, Julian. Now, what do you think? Should he have bought back in? You're asking me. I thought He's you were asking. Gonna... He's asking. Um, look, I don't. I think you have a problem with your exit strategy, not necessarily your entry strategy, because what I'm seeing there is I'm not sure how you got stopped out of it. Yeah, so you're seeing no reason to exit. I've said no reason to exit. We probably would have, we would have exited in somewhere around about 25 cents and we'd still be in it right now. Entered, you mean? Oh, sorry, entered in around 25 cents. Actually, we probably would have entered in a lot Based on than rules? That. Based on our rules, it would have been probably 15, 16 cents. We would have got in another inch around 25 cents and we'd still be in it right now. Um, and yep. Probably your stop loss was too tight. I don't have a problem. If you have a good long-term out view and you've done all your analysis and you think it's got more to go, then there's no reason to not buy it again um, from that point of view because if you're buying it, you know, let's say you're buying it at 80 cents or 70, 60 cents and you think it's going to go to $1.20, then that's fine. But if you don't know, then that can be what I would call... Um, Highly speculative. It actually, decision. what was interesting though, it actually yeah. found support on one of the strongest levels yeah. for this stock, mm. and then continued to go back up. So when he bought it back in, mm. it's in my view, it's not a wrong decision. No, I'd depending say on where he bought exactly. I didn't think it was. Yeah, a good I know, exit I know what you're saying. But, not an entry. Um, but but it actually mm. slipped below that strongest level temporarily, and then went mm. back above it. So mm. while he may have got out early, like you say, he got back in, and it's paying off so far. So. I think it was fear. 
Really? I'm guessing, yeah. Well, okay. So yeah. look, it's still there's still plenty of upside to the all-time high. Mm. Cool. A dollar, one thing to remember though with these smaller stocks mm. is that a dollar can be an important psychological resistance yeah. level for them. So just watch that level. Mm. All right. You're, you're oh, my kid. Okay. Now the next email we've got is from Daniel who says, Hi, Dale and Janine. I have continued to watch your YouTube live streams, which I've really enjoyed and have purchased both of Dale's books, Creating a Trading Plan, Trading Logs, etc., wow. as outlined in his books. I'm really closely monitoring the stock VEA or Viva Energy, and I believe there's a valid trend line on the weekly chart, possibly confirming a change in direction of the stock in the medium to longer term. However, on the daily chart, there is a gap to fill below around 180, and so it may slightly go lower in the shorter term. Would love your opinion on the stock. And whether or not you agree with me, um, forget about daily charts, mate, straight out. And let's just look at the weekly chart. I can see heaps of reasons why mm. he could have entered there. Like yeah. just all the rules that, you know, triggering their mm. patterns and trend lines and, yeah. and other rules triggering along there. But at the moment, it's pulling back. And this is, in our course, we taught, there's some really interesting techniques in our course that explain what's actually happening right now. Because mm. we're seeing one week down. Um, and that's normal to see that sort of move happen after the, the push-up that it's had mm. after that breakout. But even on the monthly chart, those highs are really nice and orderly, like the way that they're formed here in line. We don't have a lot of history on it, though, do mm. we, really? Um, There's not a lot of history, and we like, you know, at least three to five years of history mm. minimum if you're trading more short-term um, or short-to-medium term. But ideally, you want 10 years to be able to really get a handle yeah. on it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what he's done there, I think, is pretty cool because he's, you know, he's watched oh, this whole good, move down. And so, you know, so he's, you know, if I'd put like a trend line across all this sort of stuff, you can see here there's lots of sort of resistance through that level. So you can understand why it's finding some resistance mm. through there. But um, and I won't draw whatever trend line he's actually put on it, but he's saying it's looking good. But this wouldn't wouldn't alert me to actually getting out of it. It would just yeah. saying it's just taking a bit of a breather. We've had three or four strong weeks through here. So and that's what happens. The market will move up, you know, for a few weeks or a stock will move up and then it'll have a breather. Then it'll move up again and have a breather. Now obviously this was a downward move. Mm. It's quite volatile, so just be careful, mate. It's um, if I use this we can see here how the move from that close there to that open there, there's 9.6%, really so it's it? quite volatile. Mm. So you're going to have, if, if it does start to fall away, you're probably going to need to pull the trigger to exit pretty quickly. It's probably not a stock I would suggest you use the rules from my book on. But, um, but, but one anyway. of the rules in the course is really, I can just mm. see straight away that yeah, there's a short-term, more aggressive strategy that would work quite, quite well with it. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, you know, if I was to Drew saying, okay, so... Um, you know, let's put another trend line on this thing. So if I was using the low from the March there, you can see it's running running up along that sort of angle. Now it's gone, what I was talking about a minute ago, it's gone a lot faster. So it's just coming back a little bit. I think it's just easing mm. off a little bit and it might go again, but yep. it might be setting itself up in the next couple of months, yeah, I like another it month too. or two, but it's I do good. like it, so yeah. Okay, next we have an email from Gary. Hi, Dale and Janine. Uh, I should have gained your knowledge earlier as I performed the cardinal sin and purchased some shares after a tip from a friend. It's always a big one, isn't it? Um, could you look at BYR for me on the next show? I purchased at 23 cents a few weeks ago, now 16 cents, best regards, Gary. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Gary, for bringing that one up. It's really important. So have you and done, good has on he done you. our education yet? Have um, you bought my book yet? Have you done something else? So. I'm not sure, because I may have cut that out of his have email. Um, oh. But just looking at the, the chart, the monthly chart, it just looks terrible. Yeah, it does. Um, it has gapped down really strongly. You know, if it 
Look, I would say that if it trades above this high here, um, mm. 16 October 20, then it could mm. be on the rise again. That's the only really hope for it at the moment. Mm. So this is where, you know, a pull push back below this low and it could just try to come down to that low in Another March 2020. We've had a huge amount of liquid stocks today. And this is where they, you get really caught, can get really mm. caught out, can't yeah, you, on these sorts very, of shares. very, much so, you know. Mm. Whilst there's 10 million shares traded, we're only talking about 16 cents, 10 cents. So it's not a lot of dollars into this sort of thing. So... Um, if yeah. it does start to move up and it starts to get a bit of momentum mm. up this way, and this I'm talking more longer term, but it would have to get you know back through 30 cents before it, we know that it's going up again. Yeah. Really, I mean, I don't know about you, but the biggest I think the biggest tip that I can give is don't take tips, especially from friends. He knows um, that now. Don't rub it in. Now. Oh, sorry, I That's was just like putting salt no, on but the I know, wound. I know he knows it, but I was just telling everybody else don't take tips from friends. Right. So, I know you're just trying to help people. I am, and it is. It's, I don't know how many times. Have you, how many times have you heard somebody? Oh, I bought a tip from a friend, mm. you know, and they got burnt, you yep. know, and it's just it's right. And they're always low liquidity type they're stocks. They're always aren't they? low specy, and there's always some great story about what they're doing. Hey, we're going to drill tomorrow, so it's and it's going to go up 200 percent in the next two months. And it's yeah. like, no, how do you know that? Nobody knows that. Yep. So, but don't take tips those people from who narrow their focus to mm. certain stocks or or markets mm. are, do a lot better, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, and it's it's not about wider. Yeah. Okay. The next question we've got, and oh, the final one I we've gave got you the is last from one. you gave me the last one. Thank you. It's from Bill. He says, "Hi team, at the tail end of a trading mentor course, a course I should have done two to three years ago. Thank you for that um, lesson learnt." He says. Anyway, my question relates to Galaxy Resources. I first bought Galaxy in mid July 2020 at 84 cents, and I've added to my portfolio along the way, and now have 25,000 shares. Uh, my question is about getting out of a trade like this where the stock is rapidly rising mm. but has the potential to turn around quickly. Is an acceptable strategy to gradually reduce holdings when and if the stock falls or would a better strategy be to take everything off the table or to take all profits and live to fight another day? Both of these strategies would be based on what the chart is telling me at the time of course. Um, thoughts. Thanks, Bill. I was about to say mm. that to Bill. I say, what is the chart telling you to do? So that would be my first answer um, Here it to is. you. But what have you got? Look, it has, he's right, it mm. has accelerated so strongly. Now, we call this a blow-off. Yep. So when a stock blows off, what are you going to do? It's miles away from any trend line. There's no trough in sight. Often what we do is wait for any rule to trigger. And that's one of the reasons why we have a number of rules in our course because mm. it's not just a matter of, I mean, when I first started, someone said to me, here's a set of rules, go and trade. Mm. And it was one set of rules and I had didn't know, I had no idea. And then I thought I was going to mm. be able to make money from any stock. But you need more you rules need more in your that. kit bag if you really want to be serious about trading the market. So, mm. But I would just be looking for anything that triggered yeah. after that, just, I mean, to, just to preserve your profit because you don't know what could unfold from here. But in saying that, if you couldn't back test, if they don't know how to back test, they need something, don't they? Well, he's just finishing in the last bit. So in the last modules, he's learning to yeah, back okay. test and stuff like that. So he's getting to that little bit. But to me, it's, is it a sin to take some money off the table? Right. He's in good profit right now. It's if not, you said to him, if I said to him, just take your capital that you put in off the you table. You still need to have profit. some rules. Yeah. Right? So, so what it, is it? it just may be that when a stock blows off, he could go to a shorter time frame. Yep. Correct. Potentially look yep. for the same rules. That, so the rules in the trading mentor course might trigger quite early on the on the daily chart, right? So yep. we don't normally tell people to take rules on the daily chart, but you, if you're looking to take a profit from something that was actually rocketed off, mm. that can be a logical 
place. Now I've just buggered that up. Yeah, let me I? do it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. You saved me. Yeah. All right, so you can see there, it's still strongly up, and there's no exit strategy mm. in our from our trading mentor course there yet, right, for, mm. to trigger. So you would just stay with it. Yeah. So this is where having confidence in your rules and having done all the analysis and proving it to yourself that you understand it really helps a but lot. you don't get that overnight. It? It's about practice and, and putting the rules yeah. into play and, and testing them and testing them, and then you get that confidence. So right now, you're under control. You really do have control over what the situation is. So... Um, you know, really do set some rules around that. What would be the line in the sand for you if it fell to a certain point? What would that be based on the chart? So that's really what we're telling you to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, the stock's at a really important level mm. from a historical point yeah. of view. So it could pull back from here. However, it's cool. also got, it shows, the history shows that it tends mm. to run to around $3. Yeah. So, mm. cool. um, yeah, interesting stock. Great. Mm. All right. But Thanks. should he be trading that one? No, but he's already <laughs> learnt that. Okay. okay, last week we asked you to tell us um, have you finished? Sorry. Yeah, I'm finished. Okay, he's finished. I was finished before I started. I thought I was going to have to put a shoe in his mm. mouth. Okay, if you had to buy one stock for someone for Christmas, what would it that be? And who are you buying for and why? Now, Dale picked a response. I didn't even get a say in this one. The response that he picked was from Claire. So you picked a lady. That's lovely. Evening, Dale and Janine. If I bought one stock for a Christmas present, it'd be my for my nan, as she has inspired me to trade the stock market. How awesome. After many successful years trading the FTSE, I'd buy her WHC as it has crossed the downtrend line, and I'm looking positive. Thanks, Claire. How and awesome is that? Whitehaven Coles been looking really good. Yeah, so awesome. Well done. Gee, your grandmother must have really um, a strong fortitude to trade stocks like you know to on be the, happy on to the FTSE. have a stock like that. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing, isn't she? Yeah, that's what mm. you said. She would have bought Whitehaven Coal yeah. for her grandmother because she's know. inspired her. But anyway, that's let's beautiful. Move on. Awesome story. Thanks for sharing that one. No, I liked it. Out of all the ones, I thought that one was the best. Yep. So well done, Claire. Okay, tonight's question. So get ready for this one. If you think the market will be up or down by the end of December, so which one is it, and at what price will it be? So you tell us that. So get typing below. Where do you think, will the market rise or will it fall? And what price or what value will the, the market, so that's the All Ordinaries at Index. At the end of this year. Be at the end of 2020. Fantastic. All right. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of tonight's show. I'm disappointed. I wanted to keep going. You are keeping going. You've got to keep reading. <sighs> we hope that you've enjoyed the discussion tonight and thank you for participating. Remember, your questions are important, so don't let them go unanswered. And also, if you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss, send in your ideas and we'll look at your upcoming requests for our shows. And just remember to hang on for next week because um, Dale is going to be dressing up next week. So um, he thinks he's not, but we've already picked out... <laughs> There you have it. Okay, remember to hit the subscribe button and like the video and also remember to share your video of tonight's show on your social media with your friends and colleagues so you can help them keep informed. And remember, as the show grows, we can deliver you more interesting and informative topics. Now, also remember to put the show on your calendar for next week as we'll be right back here on YouTube Live every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. I'm waiting for your what reaction. You, you think I'm joking, don't you? And I'm just I'd, waiting for you to turn around and just joking. acknowledge the fact that you, you were going to be wearing something. If you would like to have your question answered on the show, either send your question in an email or remember a video question will have priority. And you can reach us by emailing info at wealthwithin.com.au and type Wealth Within Live in the subject line. Now, you must do this before 3 p.m. on Tuesdays to get into that night's show. And look, we do apologise if your email didn't get into tonight's show. Just yeah, remember to send it again 
um, next week um, and try to get in early. So send it straight after the show. Cool. Well, we really hope everyone enjoyed the show tonight as much as we have bringing it to you. And as always, thank you for joining us and we do hope to see you again next week. For now, goodbye, good luck and good trading. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.